Welcome to The Podium, the podcast about optimal health and high performance. I'm Dr. Kevin Sprouse. This discussion was created as a resource for the patients in my practice, where I have the pleasure of working with a very small group of professional athletes and high-performing individuals from around the world. So why Podium? Well, it represents the pinnacle. The winner of any race takes their place atop the podium, much as any expert in their field is often asked to share their wisdom and present from the podium. For me, it represents the intersection of athletic and cognitive performance. Our podcast dissects the principles of performance for my patients and then disseminates pertinent, actionable information with them in mind. If you happen to have found us and are not a patient, that's great. I hope you enjoy. But please understand, if you're not a current patient, any information contained herein is not meant for you to take as medical advice. You need to speak with your doctor before implementing any change in your health and fitness regimen. There is no doctor-patient relationship established via this podcast. For my patients, of course, that relationship already exists. Season three of The Podium is brought to you by Heads Up Health. Heads Up Health is the ultimate health dashboard. It allows you to integrate and correlate data from Aura Ring, Withings, Garmin, continuous glucose monitors, diet logging software like Chronometer, and blood work from LabCorp. This is a tool I use personally and one that we use with all of our patients at Podium. You'll hear more from the founder and CEO of Heads Up later in this episode. In the meantime, check them out at headsuphealth.com. In today's episode, we're going to talk about morning routines. And to help us dig into this and understand how various people implement their routine, we solicited some submissions from friends, patients, colleagues, uh, people who are all very successful at what they do and who happen to all address their mornings a little bit differently. There's no one size fits all for this. And uh, I think what you'll see in these submissions that we kind of sprinkle through this episode is you've got people who take this in a very methodical way and they do the same thing every morning, making sure to kind of run through their morning to-do list and that works well for them. And then you've got people who are a little more loose with it. And at first it sounds like maybe there's not a lot of routine there at all, but when you dig into it, they, they are actually hitting a few specific things. They're taking some uh, time for themselves. They're making sure to hydrate fuel, um, just kind of ease into the day. Uh, so, Take a listen to these, uh, look at the differences, but also try to keep in mind the similarities that are hiding, even though they're uh, maybe presented a bit differently. I think you'll find it interesting and, and each one unique. And I, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey guys, Dylan Fratelli here. I'm a professional golfer based in Austin, Texas, previously from South Africa. Uh, my morning routine is pretty simple. I wake up, typically stay away from my cell phone for the first 20, 30 minutes of the day. I try and do that as much as I can. I'll freshen up in the bathroom, have a shower, maybe brush my teeth, get ready. All my stuff for the day ahead will be packed beforehand. I try and do that at night uh, so I don't have to worry while I'm in bed about the things that I've forgotten or what I have to do in the morning. And the same goes for my cell phone. I make sure that's put away from the bed for the last 20, 30 minutes and I'm not worried about emails or calls or anything that I have to do in the morning. So that routine has helped me a lot in the last little while, just not checking my phone for the first 30 minutes. I seem to be way more relaxed early on in the morning. 
I also think there's a bit of an anticipatory stimulus there. You wake up in the morning and you immediately look at your phone. Oh, I've got emails and things to do. And you start training yourself to sort of dread that overnight sleep time because you're going to wake up and have to do a whole bunch of things. So I've tried to give that 30 minute buffer in the morning just to train myself to know that I can wake up and be in a nice relaxed state and start my morning and my day off stress free. Hey guys, this is Scott Holtzman, a professional fighter for the UFC. My morning routine is fairly simple. I usually start out with a cup of coffee and breakfast. I love to use the AeroPress for coffee and for breakfast I typically have three eggs on top of an oatmeal bowl with some blueberries and avocado depending on where I'm at in the weight loss cycle. Uh, I also like to have a shot of apple cider vinegar, a little bit of lemon and I mix it up in some water. Sometimes a little bit of salt, too, in the mornings. And after that, I'll typically take my vitamins and I try to get a little bit of sun if I can. Uh, maybe, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes. And depending on my training schedule, I will do my mobility work and stretching uh, while I'm out in the sun a little bit, too. So, um, and also... Just depending on where I'm at in training camp, uh, some of those may vary, but that's the gist of it. Thanks a lot, guys. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Podium. I am Patrick Morris, and I'm here with Dr. Kevin Sprouse. Yeah, and I'm here to talk about routines, morning yes, routines. More importantly, the morning routine. Yeah. You know, we talked about in, in another episode this season, I had a conversation with uh, Sherry Ma, who's a sleep scientist and specialist. Um, and we talked a lot about wind down routines and evening routines that kind of promote and encourage good sleep. This is this kind of the complement to that, what to do when you wake up. Yeah, I know my evening routine is typically when I get asked, are you still watching this and decide, you know what, I'm going to select no and head off to bed. Exactly. And, and side note, that's not an ideal one, No, but I think no. we're all guilty of it. Yeah. The morning routine's a little bit more dialed in for me. And it's something that you see a lot of people talk about a lot of like high performers, athletes, professionals, you see it in popular media a lot, you know, do this morning routine to kind of start your day off right and, and build for success. Yeah. And I think that, uh, that kind of recognition of the importance of a routine is good. But I also think that the weight that's been placed on it, um, or maybe the weight that's been placed on some of the individual components of a, a reasonable morning routine, is probably outweighed. Like it's just, and we'll get into that. How you know th there are benefits here to be harvested, but there's also ways that you can put more pressure on yourself and make it counterproductive. Yeah, certainly. It's it's easy to feel overwhelmed when you see five, six, seven, eight steps that somebody's doing each day. And we all have different lives. You know, I'm lucky. I live alone. I don't have any kids. And my morning routine still isn't that in depth. But somebody like yourself, you got three kids sitting at home, three businesses that you've got to run. So, you know, how do you get through all that? Yeah. Well, I don't want to just leave that out there. I'm lucky that I have three kids at home, too. I I don't want to paint the wrong picture. But, um, but yeah, it becomes... Uh, it, it can be more difficult to make something like this happen, but by the same token, it's almost more necessary. And once you, once you build that routine and habit, it almost makes the rest of it more easy. You know, if, if the kids come down 
and I'm kind of stumbling out of bed and just waking up and they're ready to go, that can be more difficult than if I've kind of ticked a few boxes and feel like I'm easing into my day with, with, uh, with some normalcy. So it, it, it goes both ways for sure. Absolutely. And there's, there's really kind of like two ways that you can look at building up a morning routine or two kind of aspects that you're trying to influence the uh, mental benefit and then the physical benefit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of, maybe to backtrack just a little bit, a, a lot of what you see in magazines and here and maybe other podcasts and things like that really focuses on the, the importance of setting up the time from when you roll out of bed, to when you get your day going with work and family and everything else. And a lot of that is around maybe limiting anxiety, improving mental performance, improving cognition. Um, to your point, I think there's some physical benefits to be, to be gained as well, but you can't gain everything in those first 10 minutes or 30 minutes of the day. It's really an idea that you want to get started on the right foot. There's, there's some, some medical and psychological backing to this, but I think a lot of it's common sense too. And this, this chat will not be one of our more heavily cited and, and scientifically detailed ones, but more kind of a, a run through of, of the hows, the whys, and kind of what to do to set up a routine. If, if you tend to wake up and it's just kind of, you've set your alarm until the last possible minute and you get up and it's just a fire drill to get started with your day, then there, there's issues there around creating stress. Um, there's physical problems that come from that. There's psychological manifestations of that. And so we're really talking about how to just, ease into a day in a, in a very performance minded manner, as opposed to just dropping yourself off the ledge into it. So mental benefits really come down to kind of slowing your entry into the day, which decreases that sympathetic drive of, um, I mean, if you think of the stereotypical alarm clock going off, slamming your hand down on it, jumping out of bed, running to the shower, you know, brushing your teeth in the shower, grabbing a bagel as you head out the door and you're tying your shoe and all that, like, that's not good for anyone. So what we want to do is set up a way to avoid maybe not that dramatic of a, you know, scrambling around, but avoid even some semblance of that and, and ease into it. And psychologically, um, it just puts you in a much better place for the day. Physically, depending on which things you pick to be kind of a part of your morning routine, um, you can really work on some some low-hanging fruit for the day. So uh, uh, movement patterns, um, starting the day well hydrated, those type things will play out for the rest of the day uh, in a way that really in the first 10 or 15 minutes, you can kind of benefit the next 10 to 15 hours. Hello, folks. I'm Will Ahmed. I'm the founder and CEO of Whoop, which means that I am a tech executive building wearable technology to improve performance. And I do have a morning routine. I wake up every morning. The first thing I do is get in the shower. I like to take a cold shower, gets my my blood pumping, my senses going, makes me a little bit happy afterwards, although I might not enjoy it in the moment. Uh, brush my teeth, put on my clothes, and then I uh, I meditate for 22 minutes. I've practiced transcendental meditation for I think the last six years now. So it's really been something that I believe in. It helps me get grounded. 
It helps me uh, frame the purpose of the day. It helps me reflect on things that I'm grateful for. And it's probably the most important thing that I do in my morning routine. And then I uh, head back to my bedroom. I'll, I'll kiss my wife uh, goodbye. And maybe she's still sleeping a little bit. She likes to sleep in later than me. And then, uh, and then I'm out the door and off to work. And I'm almost always eating some kind of a breakfast sandwich, whether it's on the way to work or at my desk. Hi, uh, my name is Jimmy Willen, and I am a professional cyclist for the World Tour Team EF Education First Pro Cycling. With regards to my morning routine, uh, I'm not as picky as other athletes. I do not meditate uh, before I have breakfast. I do not do a particular stretching routine when I'm at home. I try and keep my mornings nice and simple. I get the coffee going, grind the coffee beans, have a healthy breakfast, make sure I'm relaxed and ready to go to train. Uh, my morning routine actually begins the night before. I'm more of a night routine guy. I make sure that the bike is ready, that everything is ready to go the next day, that uh, I can make sure that when I get up, I know the day is ready to begin and that I can get onto my bike as easily as possible and uh, really prioritize my training um, from the get-go. My only thing is if I'm feeling lethargic, I'll have a cold shower. That's uh, my little magic trick. Um, and yeah, it gets me going in the morning. Um, yeah, cheers. Yeah, really for me, on just a completely anecdotal basis, having that routine, whether it's you know based around kind of like the mental benefit, physical benefit, it comes to like priming for the rest of the day, the same way that you, before a workout, you go through a warm up. you're really just kind of warming up for the day. So whatever that looks like for you, it's going to be different because each, each person's day is different, but really what you're trying to do is put yourself in a mindset to where you can start the day off, like you said, on the right foot. Yeah. So throughout this episode today, um, we're going to talk a little bit about what those things look like, but there's going to be some interludes that you'll hear where we've asked some, uh, some professional athletes, some friends of ours, some high performing folks to, uh, send in, uh, audio clips of what their start to the day looks like. Um, and, and some of it is around, do they even have a routine? Because it's certainly not a, a requisite per, for performance. Uh, but I, it is something that if you ask, a hundred people who are relatively high performing in what they do, a large percentage, I would guess 80 plus percent have some routine to that morning, even if it's not so strict as to be laid out on paper or whatever else. And they may have to even think about it and say, okay, well, oh yeah, well, here's what I do in the mornings. And yeah, I tend to do it pretty consistently. Um, so we've kind of surveyed a few folks to, uh, to give their thoughts and opinions and experiences on how they implement this. Um, but Patrick, why don't you start us off? What is, what does it look like for you when you start the day? So I have a, uh, I have a bit of a split morning routine. So I, I have fairly early in the morning clients. So my first start of the day is not always on the best foot. If I'm completely honest, I get up, I get, I'm, I'm at the, the gym around 6am to meet with people. And for me, I have a, a split time to where I'm done at 10 o'clock. And then I have kind of a gap before I come here to work for podium. So what I've done is kind of shift my routine to where it's a, a mid-morning routine to where I wake up, skip my coffee, just have water, you know, go have about two hours with clients. And then when I come home, that's when I really have a chance to sit down, 
go through a few things and really restart my day in a way. And I found that that works really well for me as opposed to sacrificing sleep and getting up earlier and trying to get all this in before I have my first client. It also allows me to kind of enjoy my coffee a little bit more and and really sit and, and start my day right. So I I am a, a big coffee person, so I go through my process of, of brewing up my espresso, and that's that's very important for me. It's a it's a process that I'm, I do daily. I spend some time where I just kind of just sit in my front living room. I've got a large bay window, and I just kind of look out into the trees, just kind of like relaxing. I'm not as as good about staying off my phone as you are. As a typical millennial, I do scroll through my emails, make sure everything's up to date check whatever notifications I might have. And then I also use a, um, a mindfulness app to just kind of take 10 minutes, put everything on, do not disturb and just really relax for that 10 minutes. Is there anything, well, well, first of all, I, I like the fact that you have recognized that there's probably, um, decreasing benefit, if not decrement to getting up 20, 30 minutes earlier to pull off a lot of this before you start the very early part of your morning. Um, and that's good wisdom to kind of lay out there for everyone is find when it, when it fits in best. Don't make it a, don't make it counterproductive. Um, but as you've kind of put this together and found what works for you and, and notice it's not overly strict. It's not like at time zero, I do this. And then eight minutes later, I do this. It's just kind of a a cobbling together of some things that, you know, work for you and set you up to kind of move forward. Well, are there any things that you've tried in there that have not worked or not stuck? So I am not a morning workout person. So the, the adage of rise and grind kind of get up and get after it, that does not really sit well with me. And I'm, I'm blessed enough to have a schedule that allows me to, to exercise midday, mid afternoon, just kind of varying to, because I'm working with people who need to exercise in the morning. So I've kind of given that up, which has just been so terrible, but trying to do like really consistent, like intense workouts just did not work well. My body doesn't feel good when I get up out of bed. Initially, I'm kind of cold joints are a little bit cranky. So what I do like to do is just like five to 10 minutes of very simple movement patterns. And it, and it's not even necessarily five minutes. Sometimes it's just doing a few cat camels, a downward facing dog or a a sun salutation or something like that, just to move a little bit. And then lately I've been focusing a lot more on breath work and just generally like thinking about my breathing for a little bit in the mornings. I have kind of an allergy sufferer. And I think that really helps because I'm, I'm sometimes a mouth breather in the evening, wake up and I really focus on just kind of repriming that nasal breathing pattern throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good point too, to, to, kind of have, have your foundational components of what you do in the morning, but bring in other things here and there and see, see where they're beneficial, if they're beneficial, if they're going to stick, um, all while maintaining an idea that you're, you're not going to overdo it. Right. Absolutely. Trying to keep it just as simple as possible and, and still be effective. Yeah. So, uh, what's your morning routine look like? Yeah. So mine, um, I'll, I'll start by saying I've tried lots of different things. I've tried uh, meditation apps. We used to have a, a sauna that I would get in, which was actually great. Um, but required a bit of work to kind of get it ready to go. Is the sauna for sale now? The sauna is sold. Oh, (laughs) it's gone. We actually got rid of it when we moved to Spain. So it's been a year and a half or so. Um, but what has stuck and, and not that there's anything wrong. I mean, if you've got a sauna, use it. If you, if you like the, 
meditation or mindfulness apps the way you do, fantastic. But what I've found that stucks has stuck for me is I get out of bed, don't touch the phone because guaranteed, you know, working with a lot of folks in Europe, it's, you know, if I'm getting up at 6 a.m., it's already noon there. So I've got emails and messages stacked up. And if I, and they're going to be there 15 minutes later, 30 minutes later. But if I look at them right off the bat, then that immediately puts me into work mode, which is a bit more stressful than I want to be as my feet are hitting the ground. So don't look at the phone. In fact, I keep the phone out of the bedroom as of recently, which has been great. So I wake up, I will, uh, first thing I do is make a tall glass of water. It's probably 12 ounces with a little bit of lemon juice, a little bit of sea salt. Um, There's reasons that you could say why you put either of those things in there. Some people talk about digestion with the lemon juice or sea salt to get you to hold on to hydration. I just like the way it tastes. So um, I'm more likely to drink that than just a plain glass of water. So that's what I drink. Um, While I'm doing that, I hit start on the coffee maker. I don't get to grind the beans and tamp and do all that because I've got three kids to sleep upstairs. Hopefully they're still asleep. And so for me, it's just pushing the start on the coffee maker. And then when I finish the water, coffee's brewing. I take a good 10 minutes and just go through kind of some stretches, um, some kind of some joint mobility stuff, you know, deep squats, uh, couch stretches, um, the founder, which we've talked about as a, as a great movement and just kind of loosen things up. Sometimes I'll throw in like some push-ups or something to get the blood flowing. Sometimes I don't, it just kind of depends. There's no real routine to that part of my routine, but there's maybe 20 or 30 things that I draw from and pick three or four each morning. Um, by the time I'm done with that, the coffee is usually ready. So I'll pour my coffee, go sit down about that time. Usually my oldest son is starting to get up. So we may watch a little sports center or, uh, you know, something on, on YouTube, one of his mountain bike or cycling channels that he likes. Um, and then eventually I'll get the phone and kind of see, make sure initially that there's no emergencies. Right. So, and this is only 20 minutes into being awake. So it's not like I'm putting off all electronic interaction for an hour or two, which is probably great if you can do it. But for me, it's just taking a breather, getting things moving. And then I look with kind of a clearer mind to say, okay, here's 20 messages or emails or whatever. Quickly, none of them are emergent. Nobody's in the hospital. Nobody like needs something right at this moment. And then I can kind of set those aside and come back to it at eight o'clock instead of 645. So it's really not a, I mean, the, the, to call it a routine is almost giving it too much credence. It's just kind of the way I roll out of bed, but it ticks a few boxes. It ensures that I get, uh, get started off with a, like my hydration is good, right. Which is something I've struggled with in the past, just going for a cup of coffee and then hitting the road with a run, whatever else. So I start off, I'm hydrated. I'm moving, getting things kind of loosened up. Um, I've had issues in the distant past with low back problems and implementing this type of thing daily, this kind of movement routine has been a big part of keeping those at bay. Um, and all that with pretty minimal effort. So seems to work. 
Yeah, I think it's great to to look at that and note a couple things that it's it's simple and effective, and that's really the keys to building up this morning routine, whatever you you really want to call it. Is it it doesn't have to be a six seven step process. You don't have to be outlined and okay. I have ten minutes for journaling, and then after that timer goes off. I have ten minutes for this, and that could be something that works great for you. But it doesn't have to be that. It can be as simple as okay, while my coffee's brewing, I'm going to stretch a little bit it's done, go sit down, my son's up, I get to hang out with him and and relax and kind of set your day up with a a good intention knowing that you've started in that way. Yeah. Hi, my name is Dr. Alan Lim, the founder of Scratch Labs and an exercise physiologist. Uh, Do I have a morning routine? Um, Kind of. I mean, I get up every morning, so I guess that's a a good start. Uh, But I would say that uh, beyond... Uh, making a little pour over coffee every morning and uh, using the bathroom and putting on clothes that um, that's basically it for my routine. Uh, But just that act of making morning coffee, which is, I think, a common routine for most people and putting your pants on, putting your shoes on, putting some socks on is uh, a good start, you know, and for, uh, for me, I'm usually, you know, kind of right at uh, the computer or work within 30 minutes of me waking up or, you know, straight out the door. So uh, uh, for me, I think that if I linger too long, um, I'm not getting anything done. And uh, my morning routine is just getting on with it. So that's it. Hey there. Uh, This is Alex Howes. I'm a professional cyclist uh, with EF Pro Cycling. Uh, my morning routine, um, generally I wake up, uh, make the bed sort of, you know, pretty, uh, loose, uh, bed make, uh, brew some coffee up, uh, glance at the to-do list, uh, kind of see what the day's looking like, take a peek at the phone, see if any, uh, news or, uh, pertinent information has come at me from the other side of the world while I was sleeping, uh, and then I usually turn on a I don't know, podcast or the radio, uh, sometimes some ma- music, make a little breakfast, uh, usually oats with uh, ginger and apple or else uh, some eggs with uh, beans on a tortilla, probably some avocado in there too. And then, uh, yeah, hit some emails, uh, reply to a couple messages here and there and put together a route for the ride for the day and then, uh, yeah, get out the door and get moving. I think a lot of people probably look at the idea of morning routines and get turned off a bit by this thought that, oh, I'm not a morning person. I don't need another to-do list. Um, And that's reasonable. I get that. Um, But it also doesn't have to be that. It can just be kind of a few key things that you work into your first 20 to 30 minutes of the day. Um, And starting small is huge. Now, if it does work for you to have you know, to have the journal that you do and to have kind of an hour long routine, maybe that lines up well with your, with your job and your exercise schedule and your family schedule. That's great. There's no reason not to do that. Um, but if you're looking at trying to figure out how to implement some sort of routine to your morning, I don't think that's the place you want to start. Um, there's lots of, there's lots of journals and tools and, things out there that have reason to implement them in and of themselves, but aren't necessarily the right thing for everyone. 
And if you look at it as, Hey, I've got to figure out where to wedge this into my morning. It's going to be the type of thing that you start, you do for a week and then it just falls by the wayside. Yeah. And that's, that's something really important to keep in mind when you see all the articles from look what so-and-so athlete does in the morning or what we're talking about, what any of the the people we have on talking about, like that's not necessarily, Oh, do this. And you're going to, you're going to do better. It's just what they've had success with. So it's all about being very fluid with your process and finding, okay, this is what works for me. Maybe it's like, like for me, like not trying to wake up in the morning and it's not necessarily a, a quote morning routine. And I do a lot of the faux pas that people would say, stay away from, but it, it's easier for me to kind of come back to that, that, uh, that mindset and that space later on after I've kind of tackled a few things and then restart the day and reset that intention. Yeah. When, when we look at training programs for people, um, you would never just take someone else's entire training program and implement it for yourself. Um, you wouldn't take someone else's medication regimen and just implement it for yourself. It, there's got to be a personal component to it. And so looking at those things and saying, okay, you, these aspects have worked for this person. Let's try them out. That's great. But saying these aspects have worked, I now have to make them a part of my daily routine. I think that's fraught with problems and will lead to the kind of stress that really makes the whole thing counterproductive. Um, so yeah, starting small, adding, adding one thing here and there is until you kind of determine what's going to work for you. I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, there's a, a behavioral scientist at Stanford who um, is, he actually did a podcast with uh, it's on the Nike podcast. I can't remember the name of the podcast, but I highly recommend listening to it. You can look up Nike podcast. His name is BJ Fogg and he's, he's been on a number of things and has books and whatever else, but um, the short version of what he kind of espouses is that uh, in order to get a behavior change to stick, one of the things that you need to do is attach it to a behavior that's already there every day. So for me, I make coffee every morning. It's going to happen, right? So if, if I want to do something like implement a movement routine, and I tell this to patients all the time, it's much easier for me to say, I'm going to do my movement routine while making the coffee because I know coffee is going to happen every day. So then by default, that movement routine will start to happen as opposed to saying, you know, sometime today or at 10 a.m. or just, you know, some arbitrary time, I'm going to start doing a movement routine. That's not going to stick. Uh, so attaching new act, or new habits to old habits is a great way of making sure they continue. It's the same reason you've heard you know, uh, people will put their supplements or medication by their toothbrush because hopefully they're brushing their teeth twice a day and they're going to see it right there. It's, it's that attachment that's key. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of serendipitously get to do that when I take Eleanor out in the morning, so I, I take my dog out, go use the restroom, but I also am a big fan of getting that early morning sun exposure, getting outside, moving around, you know, just kind of getting out into, into an outdoor space when I wake up. And that's, that's kind of really been a new, I left it out when I talked about my routine earlier, but that is part of it, letting the dog go outside and spending a little time outside. Or even if I, if the weather's cooperative, sitting out back and, and taking that morning to be like, okay, and be outside for 10, 15 minutes, get some sunlight exposure and then go on with my business. Yeah. And, and you say you left it out earlier because it's 
it's just so ingrained. You don't even think of it that way. And that I think is what, what you kind of want to move toward with all this stuff is it's not overly onerous. It is not lengthy. It's just identifying a few small things that get momentum moving in the right direction. Um, you know, I've heard it talked about, uh, that making your bed can be a part of it. Um, and with the idea that you're starting off the day with an accomplishment, kind of checking something off your to-do list and and that puts you on the right foot. Simple enough, right? I mean, it's, it's really just this idea that you're just starting off down the right path instead of the rocky path of running out the door and being overly stressed and and all those things. So there's nothing magical here. Um, but I do think it's worthwhile to start to tailor what your routine looks like and have it as a place where you can attach some of these things that are, uh, kind of don't require a whole lot of, uh, mental capital from you, I guess. Um, but that you do want to get done every day. So like the hydration, you know, when I recognize hydration was an issue, just make sure that I can drop it in here. It's low cost to me in terms of how much effort I have to put into it, but it's high yield and it makes sure that it happens. So that to me is really the, the foundation of all this is just picking a few of those high yield activities that you want to foster um, and either putting them in or taking them out. If that's, you know, the email, make sure that that's out until you're done with this. And that, uh, just conserve to set you, set you up for a, a good day mentally, physically, uh, productively. Yeah. And I mean, most of us already have some sort of a routine, even if we don't call it that. So I think it's great to kind of look at what you already do. So yeah. go through a morning and kind of reflect on it and say, okay, what was constructive? What wasn't constructive? What am I trying to accomplish today or just in general? Is it, is it that I need to work on hydration? Am I dealing with some nagging back or hip issues or something like that? What is it that I can kind of tweak to, to accomplish more in the morning that's going to help set me up with, okay, my back's going to maybe hurt a little bit less if I can keep this up consistently. I'm going to go ahead and start my day off with one of those eight glasses of water if I, if I chug it real quick or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. And, and you can even set it up so that, you know, maybe you have three things you do in the morning, two of them are fairly consistent and defined. And one you're kind of playing around with to say, you know, this week I need to be working on this. I'm going to throw it in as a, as a trial almost. So I think what'll be interesting is as listeners kind of, uh, parse through this episode, um, there's no one answer for everyone. So we told you a little bit about, uh, what we do and why, Um, hopefully we've kind of laid out some rationale for why a routine can be beneficial and in my opinion, important, um, and that it doesn't have to be, you know, overly strict or, or onerous, like I said. Um, but you'll also hear from, from a a number of other folks in this episode. And what I would urge is that as you hear all these things, think about what and why, what people are doing and why they're doing it. And take two or three of those or even just one and start to implement it. See if it's something that suits you and your needs. Um, and if it's not, get rid of it and try something else, right? Like the a morning routine isn't just established immediately. It's a process of finding what works. And there are some things that'll work for you. Um, but you know, take the, 
I don't even want to say advice. Take the experience of all all the the little snippets in this episode and cobble cobble together something that works well for you. And then let us know what it is. I'm curious. Or if you have something else that um, maybe hasn't come up in this episode, but that you want to share, uh, you know, patients pass it along, send me an email, text, whatever. I'm curious to how everyone's setting up their mornings. Yeah. I'm always happy to, to learn some new things and it's, it's great working with professional athletes and things like that. People that have achieved much more than I have. And it's, it's fun to kind of see what they do and work that into my system and see, Hey, you know what? That was, that was not for me. You know, I, I think one of the biggest things, like you were saying that the different apps that are out there to try to set up your morning routine or to do like a mindfulness thing, I think they become stressors for a lot of people. Cause you're like, Oh, I got to do this. I'm going to lose my streak. And it's important to not, not look at it that way. I mean, sure. There is some value to using a little discipline to try to get through something for a week. But if after a week you're, you're not, there's no benefit to it. There's no loss to not doing it for most of us. So just don't worry about it. Start small, keep it simple and just find something that works for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, taking the meditation example, I think there's great value in those apps and, and any kind of type of guided uh, imagery and, and just any of that stuff for a lot of people. For me, like I said, it didn't stick, but what did, what does stick kind of fill that void is for me to go for a quiet morning run. Right. So it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be as strict as maybe we think of it. And that's where kind of playing with things, seeing what, what'll stay, what, what can go, um, and what maybe you're doing already that you didn't recognize was filling that void. So, um, yeah, hopefully this has been a, uh, an episode that is useful, explanatory, uh, but also gives a lot of examples from lots of different people on things that you can do to implement, uh, a daily routine for yourself and, you know, to do it in a way that you recognize is not perfect. It's a, it's a work in progress and, and you'll find the things that set you off on the right foot. Yeah. Lots of great actionable steps. And I'm, I'm excited to hear feedback from people about incorporating new things and then maybe stuff that we didn't touch on that I can incorporate into my morning. Yeah, me too. So looking forward to the feedback. Thank you all for listening and uh, yeah, send us your ideas on this one. Be good to hear. Excellent. Thanks. Hi. I'm Mike Woods. I'm a professional cyclist with EF Pro Cycling. In terms of morning routines, I try not to be too strict with my routine. However, during races and during heavy training periods, I do try and follow uh, a bit of routine. First part of that routine is when I wake up, I actually try not to look at my phone. I find that not looking at my phone enables me to have a more restful sleep. I wake up a bit later and I get a bit of a deeper sleep. It also enables me to have a better breakfast. I'm more present when I'm eating, more present uh, when I'm uh, consuming uh, all the necessary things that I need to eat prior to a race. And I don't eat superfluous things uh, that uh, may impact my performance later in the day. And finally, I always have two cups of coffee. I always need those two cups of coffee in the morning. They uh, get me a uh, get me out the door and also keep me pretty regular. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jeff Byers. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Amphuman, a venture-backed human performance company headquartered in Park City, Utah. I'm also a retired NFL player. I played four years in the NFL, started a handful of games as an offensive lineman. Um, 
in uh, between 2010 and 2013. Uh, I really don't have a morning routine. I wish I had a better one. Um, my mornings are typically typically start at the office or in the gym at six o'clock. Um, my ideal morning is start by working out um, and work out from six to seven, seven fifteen ish, um, and then start the day in the office. Uh, however, just given the stage of the business we're in and and everything we have going. Most of the time, um, I start my day at the office at five thirty, six o'clock, and it's really um, be- between then and eight thirty, nine o'clock. Um, my time is the only time I really have to myself to to get things done, to do some higher level thinking, um, etc. So, <clears throat> my my morning routine is is not um, quite where I want it. Um, however, just given given my role and where I'm at, I've really um, really dedicate my mornings to myself, whether that's getting um, things done at the office or when I don't have a huge to-do list, it's to, um, to, to get a good workout in, um, whether that's with a group or by myself. So in short, I wish I had a, I wish I had a better morning routine. I think they're very important. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks. This season of The Podium is brought to you by Heads Up Health. Heads Up Health is a tool I use to look at all the data from my patients, whether they're pulling in sleep data, training data, blood work. I was recently asked on another podcast by the guest, if he took my phone from me, what app would I miss most? And Heads Up was the one that I said, hands down. So I'd like to introduce you all to Dave Korsunsky, the founder and CEO of Heads Up. Dave, tell us a little bit about Heads Up. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Well, I I come from the engineering world where we have these tools readily available to help us use data to analyze problems. And I just didn't see those tools existing in healthcare in any meaningful way. So we've put together a dashboard that pulls in from all the sophisticated wearables. We're completely device agnostic, Aura, Apple Watch, Withings, Biostrap, Garmin, MyFitnessPal. We integrate the continuous glucose monitors. Libre, Dexcom, we can also pull in your lab results. And that's where we start to go a lot deeper than some of the other systems out there. And you can start to look at things like changes in testosterone levels, changes in inflammation markers, changes in hormone levels. So it really pulls everything onto one dashboard. The dashboard is available to individuals or to teams, just like you're using it. We're a very small mission-driven company, just providing powerful tools to use data to optimize health. Yeah, the integration of all those things is what's so important to individuals and doctors like me who, you know, I use it with my patients and use it to, to see how the different variables are ultimately impacting that patient's health. So if you want to learn more about using Heads Up Health as either a doctor or an individual, um, reach out to Dave. Uh, you can reach him at Dave at HeadsUpHealth.com. Dave, thanks for supporting this season. Thanks, Kevin. The content of this podcast is meant for general informational and educational purposes only. All listeners should speak with their doctor or medical practitioner before implementing any change in their healthcare regimen. If you're currently a patient at Podium, then you have an established doctor-patient relationship with me, and I'm happy to discuss this with you. If you're not currently a patient at Podium, nothing in this recording establishes a doctor-patient relationship between us, nor does it constitute the practice of medicine nor the dissemination of medical advice. Should you implement any information contained herein without consulting your own physician, you do so at your own risk. 
Thanks for listening to The Podium. To hear more, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram and Strava. Until next time, thanks for joining us.